And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. Little video song from my boy, California, Mike, member of the Dilly Mean team. Good morning, everybody. Happy hump day. Let's start the day off right. Good MAGA morning. America. Give us faith. Give us faith in thee, faith in our sons, faith in each other, and faith in our united crusade. 
Thy will be done, Almighty God. Amen. Oh, yeah. Feel the MAGA energy. Feel it. Dilly Meme Team at it again. Miguel California. My boy Mike. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Hog. Good morning, AP Unfiltered, Rocket. Got a bunch of people in the chat. Jobs Dead was in the chat bright and early. <laughs> if you don't love this guy, you hate America. Probably the most true thing I've ever heard this year. It is true. I'm just going to say it. Fuck these people. Good morning. Happy hump day. It's another great MAGA morning. It's bright and sunny on Long Island. Got the like, it's starting to feel like fall, which I love. But I'm dreading the winter that they're all predicting. We didn't get a winter last year. I have a feeling we're in for it this year. That's why I got to get out of here. I got to move to South Carolina. Stat. I hope this is my last winter in New York. We'll see. Anyway, listen, smash. Oh, good morning, blue boy alive. Smash the thumbs up. Oh, you're a fed. Do it. Share it. I was, uh, yeah, hug you are early today. You're not uh, under any vehicles yet. I'm, uh, did We the People Radio last night with James Curry. It was fun. It's always fun with my boy James. We'll be doing Freedom Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, as usual. I hope you were all able to check out um, Steak for Breakfast yesterday. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, and I didn't get a chance to yet, I will today. But I believe Brendan Dilly, the general of the Dilly meme team, did make a uh, appearance on Steak for Breakfast yesterday. So that was awesome. Go check them out. No winter in Florida. But that's the thing. I know that I can't, but it's hot like every, it's hot year round in Florida. I get you get little dips here and there, but you don't see any other seasons, but just hot and palm trees. I go to areas of South Carolina, you get the seasons, you get like an extended fall, an extended spring. You know, I, I know it gets some, it gets hot there in the summer, it gets, but I don't know. I can't live in Florida. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Top side today. Hog ate shit under vehicles yesterday. All right, good. At least you're, you're up and you can get some air. <sighs> Anyway, we got some stuff going on. Oh, they, um, give me one second, everybody. Okay. So, apparently they're, they're talking about this F-35 that crashed in South Carolina. Um, a debris field that, I, I don't know, I saw some, I saw, there was some, like some drone drone footage. I didn't pay much attention to it last night. But from what I briefly saw, it didn't look like much. Like when a jet crashes with the jet fuel, even like the vapor of the jet fuel, you would think there'd be this fireball and there'd be scorched earth. There'd be scorched trees. I'm not an aviation crash engineer or a specialist or expert or anything like that. I'm just what we've seen happen with plane crashes. And I don't mean on TV, not, not like that. I'm talking about videos that you've seen of actual plane crash all over the place. I don't know. But what's funny... I'll just start out with this, just because I, I, I laughed my ass off. Williamsburg County, which I, in South Carolina, I guess, is just a very rural county. They have a witness, apparently. A witness of the crash, or at least that heard it. And this guy, I want to move to South Carolina 
and I want nothing more than to be this guy's neighbor because I can just imagine the cookout, the cookouts that these people have. Check out the witness of the F-35 crash. Uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching, between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house, yo. White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. The crash thought came to me. I thought, what's in a meteorite coming out of space or something? I said, well, if the airplane, it needed to be reported. Let the thing was flying is too low. The F-35B airplane wreckage created an extensive debris field. The wreckage is located off <laughs> Old Georgetown Road. Military security is very tight with numerous red and white signs on the... Uh, and the I love this guy. I love I him. A, a Randolph White. Between a screech and a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world is this? I don't know. What do you all think about this crash? You think it's a, it was an actual crash of this jet? I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be all conspiratorial and everything, but I just think there's so many questions. There's more questions than answers, 100%. And I don't think we will ever, ever get the answers to questions that we have. The military is not going to be transparent whatsoever. We know that. I don't think we're ever going to hear from the pilot. I think they're going to bury this guy. Not like Clinton him or anything. I just think that the debriefing he got, I don't know. What do you think? I want to know what people think. There's so many theories out there. I just think this guy, Randolph White, is great. Oh, good morning, Laura Ann. Told you it's not the jet. That jet is in Cuba. You imagine? You imagine? Or, or it's on a Chinese aircraft carrier on its way to Ukraine or something. Maybe. See, I don't know. I put a tweet out. that got some traction. People enjoyed it. I was wondering, like, is the... Was the F-35's autopilot program... easily hacked as the Dominion voting machines. Now I'm waiting for my defamation lawsuit letter to come in the mail from Dominion voting machines because I asked that question. I mean, is it possible? So I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. (laughs) So you all saw, hold on, I have to find it now. Where did it go? Stand by a second. Oh. Did you guys all see that Chuck Schumer, because Senator John Fettersquatch can't come to work dressed like a a normal human being because he wears hoodies and everything. You saw that they got rid of the um, dress code for the Senate chamber, which, listen, you can have the opinion of the, you know, the outfit makes the man, the style makes the man, how how a man dresses makes the man. And in some instances, that could be true. And in some instances, I think it could be bullshit. But when you're, I mean, let's face it, governing the country is serious business. Well, it, it should be anyway. A lot of these people don't take it seriously. Or they just take it seriously to enrich themselves and to have total and complete control over us and throw us all in breadlines. But I just mean in general, like when you're showing up in basketball shorts and a hoodie or basketball shorts and a stupid Dickies mechanic shirt, no offense to the mechanics out there that wear them, but you're not, you're not elected members of the Senate that are in there legislating in the Senate chamber. And uh, it's just wild that, yeah, you know what, we're just going to let everybody come as they are. 
walk around like idiots. And there's a, it's for one person. I mean, who else dresses like that? Nobody else dresses like that. Fucking Fetterman. Well, since they changed the, um, since they changed the dress code, they made it a little lax. John Fetterman, Senator John Fettersquatch, decided to take it really seriously. And he was seen on his way to D.C. to the Senate chamber. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he was spotted, John Fetterman. John Fetterman took the dress code There's a naked guy to here. a new level. Yes, Look, there it even is. sounds like him. My man. That's John Fetterman right there. There he is. That's Senator There's John a naked Fetterman. Guy in the I don't care what anybody says. Look. Yes, there is. Even sounds like him. My it's John Fetterman. It's Senator John Fettersquatch abiding by the new dress code. There he is. It's him. I don't care what anybody says. So can Lauren Boebert now wear epic boob shorts with the new dress code? I don't know. She's not in the Senate. Boob shirts. Boob dress. The titty dress is Howard Stern calls it. Howard Stern. What a fucking loser. I think, I don't know. I mean, first of all, yeah. No, I, I don't think the dress code carries over to the, uh, to the House floor. And Kevin McCarthy, uh, he's... I think Kevin McCarthy's a bit of a prude, unless it comes to Marjorie Taylor knee pads behind closed doors and under his desk. But, you know, you be the judge of that. Everyone could be their own judge. All right, everybody. I hope you're prepared. Hold on, I need, I need coffee. I just I had trouble functioning this morning. My kid's homesick. She had a sore throat all night. Now my wife has a sore throat. It's only a matter of time before I get sick, and this happens every school year. I was hoping to be a little different now that she's in the middle school, because in elementary school, it was like the cornucopia of germs. Those little disgusting fucks on the bus were always sick and sniffling and coughing and touching everything, and then coming home and then getting me sick, and it's like this. Oh, I hate, I hate the first two months, three months of the school year. Now I'm going par- to be paranoid all day. Is my throat hurt? God damn it. Fucking kids. <laughs> I love my kids. She's the best. What did we all say? I would dress up in a Halloween costume every day to the Senate. Oh, my God. That would be great. It's funny that Howard Stern is offended, even after all the shit he's done. I know. I know. It's an act. It's, it's, it's crazy. How many times has Howard Stern shown up in blackface or just, just went after women in general? I mean, he had, you know, swords, sausage-swallowing porn stars in his in his studio in New York, like practically, you know, gyrating and pissing on each other. It's wild. Lauren Boebert. I can't take all of these. I'm sorry. if I'm not sorry if this offends anybody. These holier-than-thou wannabe Christian conservatives who are just, they, they're going to make shit up. Oh, my God, Lauren Boebert got her... Got her boobs grabbed and gave a uh, a hand job uh, uh, outside some guy's pants in a dark movie theater. Nobody's ever nobody's ever hooked up in a movie theater before, and there were no kids in the theater. That was already confirmed. But there was a pregnant woman behind her when she vaped. <clears throat> Shut up. Just stop. And I'm not a fan of Lauren Boebert. I, I I can't stand her. I think she's useless. Little pinchy whiny face. She's useless. Another one with a big mouth and um, 
nothing to really back it up, but I, I guess when she wears a certain dress, her tits, I'm sure. Whatever. I, it just it is what it is. I think she's useless, and that's that. So I hope you're all ready. Because it has happened. It has happened after two and a half years of extensive investigation, congressional hearings, Democrats sticking up for the individual, Republicans sticking up for the individual, uniparty members, and just a lot of, you know, well, he's just really a good guy trying to live his life. It has happened that Ray Epps, the Fed, or the Fed asset, whatever you want to call him, because I don't, I don't believe Ray Epps was or is a Fed as much as I think he's an informant somehow, like a Fed asset. Eh, maybe, all right, you want to say it's the same thing, it's fine. But here he is, the regime theatrics, which is so true, that after two and a half years, DOJ finally charges suspect, suspected Ray Epps with one misdemeanor, which could turn into a felony. Oh, maybe. After he was caught on video urging Trump supporters to enter the U.S. Capitol and was caught attacking Capitol Police or Metro Police. Ray Epps, everybody. Who Adam Kinzinger and so many others, Liz Cheney, Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin was like, he's just some poor schlep trying to live his life and you're all harassing him. Right. What about all the poor schleps that didn't even walk into the Capitol that the United States government threw in prison for 5, 10, 14, 15, 18 years. And this guy's on tape talking about going into the Capitol. So after two and a half years, they finally charge Ray Epps. This all unfolded yesterday. Charged with a misdemeanor. And I had said, I had heard uh, about a month ago, that there was buzz that Ray Epps was going to finally be arrested. Yeah, but, you know, they had, they had it all planned. Uh, good morning, Jonathan Allen, and thank you. Thank you for telling me to get fucked. I appreciate that message from my ugly bearded co-host. So ridiculous, this whole Ray Epps thing. Ray Epps is the only protester caught repeatedly on video on January 6, 2021, urging Trump supporters to enter the U.S. Capitol. Not only that, wasn't he like, oh, there he was. He was... uh well, it was suspect, what was it, uh, like 16 or something. Do you know these people? He was literally on the FBI's most wanted list, but he was removed immediately. How does that even happen? How do you go on it and say, oh, we didn't mean to put him there. Sorry. Now, we don't really need this guy who is on tape talking about going into the Capitol, where there were actual Trump supporters surrounding him saying that he was a Fed. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me get to that video. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's three minutes of Ray Epps. Just, I don't know, call it seditious conspiracy. Call it whatever you want. Just scumbaggery. Blonde got arrested. Here we go. 
of what he's saying. Dismissing Ray Epps as a, as a Fed. It's nothing more than a flu, but we were treating it. All right, nobody cares about this lady. Hold on, give me one second. Here we go. This is the other one. As soon as President Trump finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our true problems lie. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. That's where our problems He keeps saying it. Look at this. As soon as President Trump stops speaking, we are going to the Capitol. Capitol is in that direction. Let people know. Spread the word. How, how, come, how come he wasn't? I don't understand this. None of none of this makes sense. It's never made sense. It never will make sense. Ray Epps, again, let's look at the charge. Here we go. Oh, here's the DOJ charging document. Here you go. This is a violation, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds. He's literally on video. He's on video. Getting handsy with people grabbing barriers, pushing people away. He knocks some guy's mother down, who, the, the mother-daughter, the mother-son team that I think just got sentenced to five years. Yeah, the, <clears throat> the United States attorney charges that on or about January 6, 2021, within the D.C. area, Ray Epps Sr., James Ray Epps Sr., did knowingly and with intent to impede and disrupt the orderly conduct of government business and official functions engage in disorderly and disruptive conduct in and within such proximity to a restricted building and grounds. That is any posted cordoned off and otherwise restricted area within the United States Capitol and its grounds where the vice president was and would be temporarily visiting. When and so that such conduct did in fact impede and disrupt the orderly conduct of government business and official functions and attempted and conspired to do so. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Charlie Kirk, who I'm not a fan of. And he said it, though. Not suspicious at all. Almost three years after, Ray Epps is now 
charged with disorderly conduct for the most part. You know, they say that this may turn into a felony, but I doubt it because I think this is all planned, okay? This this was all planned. Look, look okay, here's a picture of Ray Epps, red circled, his hand on the big Trump sign that was used as a barricade. They were charging people who touched that sign with major, major felonies and sentencing people with hands on that sign to major, major prison time. Yep. Directing the crowd. There he is again. Just captured on video. There he is. Hand on sign. Again, how many more angles do you need this guy? Hand on sign. And no police officers were hurt during it, but they were literally grabbing people from photos who had their hand on that sign, using it as a barricade, and charging them for violent crimes. When I... When I said, whatever it was, like a month ago, that I heard rumblings from, I believe, I think it was one of his attorneys, said... Ray Epps is most likely going to get charged. And then a month later, or maybe it was a little earlier, maybe it was a little later, he was charged with this disorderly conduct. I believe that this char- the initial charge was agreed to by Ray Epps' attorneys because of his status as an informant. We have to charge him with something. What can we charge him with that's going to give us the least blowback and not affect him as much. Something that we'll be able to strike a deal on. I guarantee you at the end of this, Ray Epps will never see inside of a jail cell. He will never get sentenced to a minute in jail. He may get probation and supervised release, or maybe, because we don't know where this guy is now, he said he fled. I think, I don't know, where was he, Arizona? They said he fled. There was that video back when they, they approached him. Some guys approached him while he was on his golf cart. Maybe he'll get home confinement for a very short period of time and then, and then probation and, and uh, supervised release. But he's never going to go to a, he's never going to go to a federal prison, Ray Epps, unless something else miraculously happens. It's not going to happen. You know it. I know it. He's leading the charge. Tell me that photo right there with the way he's dressed, why he wouldn't be treated like anybody else that was there. Chris Worello, we had on the show, who's still on the lam, who's still missing. Wife has no idea where he is. He was supposed to get sentenced to to a minimum of 10 years. Terrorism enhancement is going to make it 14 years. He couldn't take it. He has cancer. He fled. Wrote a note to his wife. Still hasn't been found. Still hasn't been recovered. The ankle bracelet reportedly has been recovered by the federal uh, probation department. So they can't track him with that. He was dressed similar to Ray Epps. And he... They say he, he maced a cop, an unidentified cop... And the, the, the photos of Chris Worrell deploying Mace was actually stopping people from attacking each other, and he was nowhere near the cops. But, you know, you know how the story goes. He had a GoPro on his chest, 
of like six hours or seven hours of footage that was all that was taken from him and deleted. But he was going to face four. Well, he's, he's going to be facing a lot more if they catch him, but 14 years. Ray Epps got charged for disorderly conduct for the most part. It's kind of the same thing. And look how he's dressed and the commanding presence he had with people. And a lot of people saw through his bullshit, but the commanding presence that he had directing people to the Capitol. They saw this guy, man in his 50s, wearing this military type jacket. He must know what the deal is when the shit hits the fan. He's the guy I want to be around to the layperson. Oh, he's directing us to the Capitol. Let's go there. Let's go there and protest. Get as many people there as possible, as many emotionally charged people as possible, and let the shit hit the fan. Because there'll be more Fed assets there to incite more, intimidate more, instigate more. The whole Ray Epps thing is bullshit. And it kind of ties into... This, which something came out, this came out yesterday, oh, at almost 7 o'clock last night. Breaking big, and this is from the House Judiciary Committee Republicans, and this, this is not only on the Gateway Pundit, I saw it in the New York Post and a bunch of other uh, media outlets or were carrying this as of this morning, that the FBI lost count of how many paid informants they had in the crowd at the Capitol on January 6th. And this is obviously one of the tremendous reasons that they won't release the tapes. Why not release the tapes, the 44,000 hours of tapes? Well, it's very simple because they're, they don't want, whether it's federal agents federal informants, confidential informants, other federal assets to be identified. They don't even know how many paid informants that they had there because they probably had so many people bringing assets and informants there and agents in the crowd where we knew this. We've heard this from so many sources, and now here it is that they lost count. The House Judiciary Republicans sent out an explosive letter Tuesday night that changes everything, according to the Gateway Pundit. Now realize... There are media outlets that like to like to uh, sensationalize a lot of things or, you know, bloat stories. I'm not saying the story is bloated. I'm just saying when you when you see when you when you read a headline that says an explosive letter that changes everything, is it going to change everything? It may not change everything right now. It may change something after the regime changes, which is where we come in. The House Judiciary Republicans sent out a letter Tuesday that includes transcribed testimony from former assistant director in charge of the Washington field office, Stephen Dion Tuano. Maybe I'm saying that right. Maybe I'm not. But who gives a shit? Dion Tuano testified that the FBI had numerous confidential human sources. They call them CHSs. In the Trump crowd on January 6th. In fact, they had so many FBI operatives in the crowd that they had no idea how many were actually there that day. Hmm. And here's from the document. Deontawano, who was the Washington 
field office. I just want to get it right. Where was he? He was the assistant director in charge, I guess, of the FBI, right, in the D.C. office. Deontawano explained that due to the large number of CHSs present at the Capitol, the WFO asked the Washington field office, WFO, and CHS, again, is confidential human sources. So federal assets present at the Capitol, the Washington field office asked FBI headquarters to do a poll or put out something to people saying, were any of the informants involved. So the FBI could try to ascertain how many informants and federal assets had been in attendance. Dion Tuano stated, after the outreach from headquarters was, when we started getting responses back, then another part was, as one example, he recalled that a CHS confidential informant from the Kansas City field office was on site at the Capitol and had allegedly been in contact with his handler while at the event. You had confidential informants and you had handlers. They don't want the tapes released because those people could be identified by either lay members of the public that might I know these federal assets, not agents, but the confidential human sources, or the handlers who have to apparently keep their cover. The handler reported to his handler while they were in the crowd, I think saying that they were going in. They were trying to stop some of the action happening, and they left or whatnot. They weren't trying to stop anything. This new information is extremely concerning. It suggests that the FBI cannot adequately track the activities and operations of its informants and that it lost control of the informants present at the Capitol on January 6th. These revelations reinforce existing concerns identified by Special Counsel Durham about the FBI's use of and payment to confidential human services, confidential informants, who have fabricated evidence and misrepresented information. The Justice Department Inspector General also identified critical problems in the FBI's CHS, Confidential Human Sources Program, including the FBI's failure to fully vet confidential informants and the FBI's willingness to ignore red flags that would call into question an informant's liability. There's a document that was released. It's seven pages to the FBI Director Christopher Wray. This is dated yesterday. This is from Jim Jordan. Dear Director Ray, the Committee on the Judicial... I'm not going to read the whole thing, just the, the body of it. The Committee on the Judiciary is continuing to examine the FBI's investigation management of its confidential human source program and how the FBI handles informants. We recently learned from a former senior FBI official that there was internal ambiguity about how many FBI informants were present at the Capitol on January 6th. So much so that the FBI had to put out a poll to determine the exact number of FBI sources present that day because they didn't know. We also learned that at least one FBI asset was in communication with his handler that day as events unfolded. The new information reinforces our existing concerns about the FBI's selection, vetting, and use of confidential informants. It just goes on. They want answers. How do they vet them? How many people were there? How did you lose control? Who were the handlers that were assigned to the Capitol that day? The New York Post reported that they lost track of how many informants they had infiltrated inside the Trump crowd. How does this happen? It happened on purpose. 
These are the same vile group who later broke down the doors and arrested grandmas and veterans who walked inside the U.S. Capitol that day. When they were flash, bang, grenade throwing through people's doors and kicking them down with SWAT teams. It's wild, right? I saw a post, someone saying J6ers who took deals are infiltrating social media for the DOJ or something like that. Sounded a little off the wall. I will tell you this. We'll call it, for lack of better words, the January 6th world, which I've, I've, I've come pretty accustomed to through January 6ers and sources and my involvement with the Patriot Freedom Project and, and helping Cynthia Diaz, uh, Cynthia Hughes, uh, helping with, you know, the January 6th kids and everything else. So, sorry, I know a few Cynthia's out there. So, the, the whole thing is, that there's a lot of, like anything else, who's getting the spotlight, who's not getting the spotlight, who's getting help, who's not getting help, who's an informant, who's not an informant, because when January 6ers, like, when they are at odds with each other, one will accuse the other one of being an FBI rat or an FBI plant. Whether they are or not, who knows? Whether it can be proven or not, who knows? But it happens. So, but, and also, a January 6er who's a normal member of the public, most of them anyway, when they take a deal, does it mean that they're immediately working for the DOJ and they're trying to infiltrate via social media, and they're trying to inform on other January Sixers. The short answer is no, not all of them are. Some of them are just really eager to get back to their families. Now, can that make them desperate and vulnerable to do things for the DOJ? I mean, well, that's how a federal asset is built. You committed a crime, you want a lesser sentence, or you want to stay out of jail, and you're going to be owned by the federal government. You're going to be bound to them and do whatever they tell you or they will hold over your head. Well, if you don't do this, you're going to go to prison for that original charge for 20 years, 10 years, whatever it is, life, whatever it might be. All the way from, typically a lot of that has to do with white collar crimes too, from what I understand. That's what I mean. How many of those CHSs, those those uh, confidential human sources there were owned by the FBI because they had committed crimes in the past and they were there at under the orders of their handlers and the FBI. That's another thing too. You know, you often hear there you have handlers who have confidential informants who don't share that information with other people in their agency so they don't know whose informant is what is doing what. Because if I'm a handler and you're my informant, like let's just say in a local police department and I'm I'm in a special unit that's that's my job is to go and get illegal guns off the street from gang members. And I have an, an, a confidential informant who was a, either a previous or current gang member who knows I can jam that person up from a past interaction that we've had. And I'm like, hey, you're going to help me get guns off the street. Okay. And if you don't, I'm going to put you in jail. But I'm not going to tell any of my coworkers I have this confidential informant. Why? Because I want credit for the arrests from the information I get from my confidential informant. It works on the federal level as well. Other than a lot of it in law enforcement, among agents, among police officers, among investigators, it's a sense of like an egotistical competition where 
Well, I have my informants. Oh, you don't have any informants? Well, that's on you. You're just going to have to do grunt police work. Well, my grunt police work is helped along by rats that I might be, you know, giving the guy 50 bucks to give me information. And a lot of these confidential informants aren't even reliable because they're either dependent on something that they're looking for that small amount of money or you have actual on the payroll informants, depending on the information that they're given, especially on a federal level. Trump Jr.'s Twitter was just hacked? Was it? What are they putting on it? Are they saying like he's a China asset or something? I mean, listen, I, I, everything's getting hacked. Everything's getting hacked now. Look at the, look at the, Vegas, the, the Vegas casinos. Oh, 13 minutes ago. Fuck Joe Biden, stupid ass, N-I-G-G-A with the I out 13 minutes ago, four minutes. This just in, North Korea is about to get smoked. And then he tagged some guy with 2.3 million followers four minutes ago. And sure, look at some interesting messages with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Richard Hart is innocent. When I become president, I'm going to burn the, what is, yeah. I'm saying, wow. Holy shit. Look at this. Here, here's the tweet. You just, I just saw 16 minutes ago. I'm sad to announce my father, Donald Trump, has passed away. I'll be running for president in 2024, which is such bullshit. Definitely hacked. Yeah. Raheem Kassam right on there immediately. I've Because he, he, he just picks up the phone and calls Don Jr. They're very close. I have confirmed this account has been hacked. The statement below is untrue. Nor subsequent tweets from this account. We will keep you posted. That that is wild. You've been hacked. Was that the first one I'm said to announce? He put two out. Yeah, because the other, Trump Jr. to Newsmax media won't even ask if Biden is compromised. That looks like a jit post. And then after that, it was immediately hacked. I'm sad to announce my father, Donald. Oh, give me a break. Someone will say, Don Jr. hacked his own Twitter. He's looking for more followers. Because he's only got 10.4 million and he's going to run for president in 2028. So he's just trying to get more relevant. He doesn't really need to get more relevant. He's Donald Trump's son. What do you think? Do you think Donald Trump Jr. should run for president at some point? Do you think he should run for another office first? Like to see how he does and to test it out while his father is running for president and then mull over a presidential run in 2028. I mean, he's got the name recognition that we know a little breaking news. Good job. AP unfiltered, bringing that up <sighs> said Trump's dead. Give me a break. What do you think? Do you think Don jr. Could at some point run for president of the United States? I'm on the fence about it. Well, while you're thinking about that, I'm going to do this now, and then we're going to get into California, and, uh, California lawmakers that they have nothing else better to do than ban grass. But you know, MyPatriotCigars.com. Patriot Cigar Company, my company, big logo behind me, my little, my little light that changes colors behind me. Premium handmade cigars, they're great getting rave reviews. People are loving them from the construction to the flavor to the burn, everything about them. I can't, I can't be, become happier on how so many people are 
are enjoying them and supporting supporting the brand. That that's been amazing too. This month has been a year I've been in business and it has been amazing. I have successfully sent cigars to every state in the country in less than a year. Starting to uh, a cigar lounge sales campaign in New Jersey, which is slowly rolling out and has been great. Hopefully, maybe you have a cigar lounge by you that you may walk into and you say, hey, you should have Patriot Cigars in here. You should get a hold of this guy, Alan Jacoby, and, and talk about his company. Maybe get them in there. I'm looking to expand into cigar lounges and people have requested and it's being worked on. But anyway, in the meantime, and I have to thank all the people that have watched this show and watch other shows that promote my cigars. There are so many, Roger Stone, Brendan Dilly, uh, Steak for Breakfast, uh, so many shows out there that talk about my cigars, shows that I sponsor, an affiliate program and things like that. And, and they use even my, the promo code MAGA, which by the way, MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA gets you 25% off. Okay, it's one of the, the best discounts you'll get. Free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. And if you don't, <clears throat> thank you, Unfiltered. If you don't smoke cigars, the holidays are coming, and you can get them a gift card. We have gift cards. They're electronic gift cards. They went crazy for them last year, especially women. And when you give them the gift card, you can say, hey, Use promo code MAGA and you can get 25% off even when using the gift card so they can make that gift card, you know, reach further. And if you don't smoke and you just want to support the brand, we have some cool merch. We have the hats. We have the We The People trucker hats, which these hats are also going to be coming in with the My Patriot Cigar patch logo on it. So yeah, MyPatriotCigars.com. Give them a try. Tell someone in your family who likes cigars. Promo code MAGA, 25% off. All of you great patriots have been great in supporting my business, which, listen, I used to do good things with, to sponsor great patriot events, to help political campaigns for America First candidates only, to support the Patriot Freedom Project and the January 6th kids and the families who have uh, people stuck in the, uh, in the gulag, which, by the way, any money that's donated... In the Rumble Rants, again, the chat with that little dollar sign next to the chat box is going to go towards the January 6th Kids Christmas with the gift card drive. And we're going to run that till at least Thanksgiving and see where it goes. And I'll match the donations that are uh, sent in dollar for dollar. And then I'll go crazy with the gift cards and get them over to Cynthia Hughes at the Patriot Freedom Project. All right, now that that's out of the way, I want to get... Actually, before that, what do you guys think? I'm hoping for a government shutdown. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I spoke to a great congressman on the phone two days ago to explain maybe how this might work. But the House Republicans did pull the bills to keep government running. December 30th is the deadline. I want a complete shutdown of the federal government through the new year. And I want terms met. And I'm not the only one. There are actual members of Congress that want this. So they pulled, House Republicans pulled a stopgap bill that would keep the government running as the September 30th deadline approaches and looms. Democrats will have a field day with this and say, well, people are going to suffer in government services. I don't care about any of them. I don't care how political they want to get with it. 
there are things that need to happen in this country and we need to block and stop $24 billion from going to Ukraine because that sick piano playing with his penis failed comedian scumbag Zelensky is here with his cup out begging. And we don't, we don't have it. We'd have to borrow it. The Freedom Caucus members are at odds with other factions in the Republican caucuses over how to avoid a government shutdown. I don't want to avoid a government shutdown. I want it completely shut down. I want people to feel it. Feel it. I don't want a continuing resolution. I don't want any of this money spent. I want everything stopped. Yeah, I agree. They need to shut it down, but they'll do a final hour deal. Now, I heard from this member of Congress, who I, I, is, is a good friend, uh, and I, Congressman George Santos, he called me uh, two days ago after a tweet I put out. <clears throat> and he, he, he wants a government shutdown too. And there are ways of going about it that, listen, we don't always get to see the, we don't, we don't see the inside workings of things. They were going to vote on it and it was going to go to the Senate and die in the Senate and then come back. And then they were going to go for the complete government shutdown. Yeah, it's my shutdown and I want it now. I, I want to completely shut down the, yep, until we agree that no more money goes to Ukraine until we do certain things here. We're not talking about Maui anymore, you know, with the $700 per household. And there's so many other things that are happening. And here's another thing. Zelensky came to New York. Why are... I, Laura Loomer put a thing out. Zelensky showed up to New York and went to some hospital in Staten Island where you injured Ukrainian soldiers are being treated. What is that about? Why I have to look more into that, but why do we have Ukrainian soldiers here that are being treated for injuries? I don't get it. Yeah, George Santos is my man, Laura. I talk to him often. I helped him with the, you know, supported him in his campaign, and I'll do it again. And uh, my standing up for George Santos with all of the bullshit rhetoric um, has, I've purposely blown up bridges in my local GOP party. Like I've pulled financing, I've pulled funding for uh, campaigns, I've pulled like donations, uh, sponsorships, and told them all that to eat shit because of uh, what they've done. Whatever happened to Anonymous, by the way, weren't they supposed to be for the good guys? Are they all on the government payroll now? Eh, that's a good question. That's a good question. There's so many, so many answers, so many questions, not enough answers, I should say. But I'm just going to make the statement is I'm praying for a shutdown. But they are, I'm told by Congressman Santos that they have them there, you know, working overtime through the weekend uh, to, to try to figure something out. And I just... I don't want to see $24 billion go to Ukraine. I don't want to see another penny go to Ukraine. What about another 113, 113 billion already went? Maybe more. I don't even know if the numbers are right. And we have this scumbag Zelensky firing ministries of defense for embezzling the money and stealing weapons or scamming, buying equipment. Oh, yeah, buy that. Say it's 100 bucks, but well, say it's 600 bucks, but it's really 100 bucks and I'll pocket 500 bucks. Like, come on. Come on, man. Shut it down. That's it. But 
that I mean that's not really that important. The the, the big thing that's important is that. California Democrat legislators are voting to ban grass lawns. Yes, you you heard that right. And they did this in ve- in areas of Vegas. In the name of climate change, California's Democrat legislators voted to ban grass. You can't have a grass lawn anymore. You'd have to install turf or have concrete or have rock because of climate change. Now, if I'm not... I, I can't. I can't for climate change in this Democrat hellhole of California. California's Democrat legislators last week voted to ban decorative lawns that are irrigated by potable water. So because they want to save water and all this climate change shit, they're like, you know, you can't have grass anymore. I love to know what that's going to do with the landscaping industry in California and how many job people are going to be put out of jobs. I thought they wanted jobs for illegal aliens. Because I'm pretty sure. Most people's landscapers are all illegal aliens. Democrats banned decorative grit and a decorative grass lawns. My, it's my lawn. Decorative grass lawns to reduce water usage and to help the state adapt to climate change. All right, I'm going to tell you, I'm in New York. I have turf on my front lawn and my back lawn for the sole reason is I couldn't get a landscaper to keep my lawn nice. I ripped it all out. I got did away with the sprinkle system, and I literally have high grade, like football stadium grade with a certain length where it's really nice astroturf on my front lawn and in my rear yard. Yeah, they don't know that plants produce oxygen, but not only that, Laura Ann. My point is with my turf in the hot summer in New York when it's 95 degrees, if I don't wet the turf down, it's very hard. It's like hot sand. It's very, very hard to stand on it retains the heat because under the turf is blue rock concrete dust and dirt okay i mean i love it and then in in the in the winter when the snow is on it i'm i'm the last lawn it melts from because it 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 retains the temperature to keep the snow everybody around me their lawns are melted mine it stays on it perfectly, the shape of the turf. It's pretty interesting to see. Like the the, well, the concrete walkways will be all melted, but the turf will still have three inches of snow on it. It's wild. So it's heat. if there's that much turf with the earth under it, it's actually going to heat the earth. Well, you would think with the oxygen and the photosynthesis and the grass and, and keeping the, 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 that, all that, that fauna and everything else in the soil at bay, it, it's cooling the earth if you're taking grass away and making people put rock down cement or turf with the the substrate under it you're going to be heating adding temperature it's a fact it's a fact they don't realize it this is now that in in the name of climate change and wasteful outdoor irrigation apparently according to them wasteful outdoor irrigation is a major challenge to our ability to adapt to climate change some retard chair of the Metropolitan Water District said. The bill AB 1572 passed the Senate in a 28 by 10 vote. Well, at least 10 Democrats have. Oh, well, I mean, I, maybe that's just those 10 are, are, are Republicans. A Senate, a Senate vote, 28 to 10 vote last week and headed to over to Governor Pretty Boy Newsom's desk for a signature, possible presidential candidate. 
The ban, which will take effect in 2027, it will take four years to fully implement. The legislation includes expectations for grass and oh, exceptions. I'm sorry. The exceptions are sports fields, parks, cemeteries, areas used for activities, and other community spaces. So basically, you're going to have to go to a park to enjoy real grass if you want after 2027. Also exempt are areas where grass is irrigated with recycled water. That's according to the Los Angeles Times. Outdoor watering accounts for roughly half of total water use in Southern California cities and suburbs, and a large portion of that water is sprayed from sprinklers to keep grass green. So sprinkler systems, landscapers, all those jobs, people, and they can build solar panels, right? Isn't that the thing? They told all the pipeline people, well, you can you can manufacture solar panels. Under a bill passed by state legislators this week, California will soon outlaw using drinking water for some of those vast expanse, expanses of grass. <sighs> the purely decorative patches of green that are mowed but never walked on or used for recreation. So you can't have a plush front lawn anymore. It doesn't matter that you're, you're, it, it produces oxygen and with photosynthesis, it cools the area. No. AstroTurf, we're going to heat up. We're going to heat up the place, get more to that boiling point they talk about. While the legislation outlaws purely decorative grass in most common areas of homeowner associations, it won't affect residential lawns. Nah, I'm sure it will at some point. Grass outside apartment complex, complexes, which originally was included in the bill, was removed from the legislation after some city officials and managers of water agencies raised concerns about how they would enforce the restrictions and about the costs for low-income communities. Oh, so if you're poor, you can have grass? If you're a poor meth head in California that might be receiving reparations depending on where you are, you're allowed to have grass. The bottom line is this is what they're worried about in California when you're in San Francisco and there's literally an app that you can use to avoid stepping in human shit, not dog shit, human shit, and 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 the and worry about stepping on a a used meth or heroin needle in the streets, homeless encampments everywhere, like literally strapped tents and tarps strapped to buildings, take taken apart, taken over sidewalks, puking in the street. These these what are they called the 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 meth fold where people are standing there and their heads almost touching the ground, like because they're so high. You have these this this drug-induced zombie apocalypse in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and everybody else, everywhere else in California. It's re- it's really fucked up. Oh, and then you you just go to get you but go to the gas station and pay eight and nine dollars in some places in California a gallon for gas. It's but you can't have grass. You can't have grass. It's crazy. It's really wild. Grass around their 10 cities. Ugh. It's wild. It really is. We're coming up on 9 o'clock. And uh, I just wanted to reiterate this story that I spoke about. And this is this is where Donald Trump gave his speech in D.C. about appointing a special task force to review and potentially pardoning of January 6ers of pro-life protesters who were arrested, commuting sentences, and things like that. If water companies lose half of their revenue, they will double your rates to compensate for the loss. 100%. 100%. Oh, and yeah, 100%. 
And Prophet, I have to thank you for uh, hooking up the service members with the cigars. I think if I believe, if I remember correctly, you, you bought like 25 of them, I think, or something like that. But uh, you actually have, I have your address. So you actually have something coming to you that uh, I appreciate it. I think it was that. I forgot, I forgot how many you got, but you were pretty, pretty amazing what you did there, Prophet. And uh, it's much appreciated. So, again, Donald Trump promises task force to review, potentially pardon every Biden administration political prisoner, including pro-life activists jailed in D.C. Donald Trump said this to me personally when I was with him, to me and Cynthia Hughes, about a task force rapidly to look at cases of people who may deserve pardons or commuted sentences, meaning they were, and they, they were sentenced way too long for the crime they committed. This isn't going to be something, from what I understand, that's going to be done by high-paid lawyers, okay? This is something that's going to be done by people, like people like Cynthia Hughes, maybe people like me, maybe people like others. Maybe there'll be some counsel that'll be overseeing some of it, but um, this is something that he wants to do, and he spoke about it, and I was happy that he said it publicly, and now it's being reported on. So Donald Trump pledged to create a task force of reelected in 2024 to review again and potentially pardon or commute sentences for everyone that has been politically prosecuted and imprisoned under the Biden regime. He made the announcement during his speech on Friday at the Pray Vote Stand Summit in the nation's capital. And I'll tell you, I was so excited when he said it. And I was like, he, he literally said that in a very intimate setting at a table with two other people at it. And he, and he said it very, very sincerely in his eyes where, you know, <clears throat> this is what he wants. This is what needs to happen, and I love it. And to be honest with you, I hope that uh, through the graces of just where I've, I've, I've placed myself and the people that I've involved myself with, that I'm, I'm hopefully part of it. I really, I really, I, I, I want to, I want to, just I want to be part of that so bad. So who knows? Maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance yours truly will uh, have a place somewhere on that task force. Who knows? But the the point I'm bringing this up is just recently, the 18th. Look at these people. Look, look at these two women. Grandma. It's someone I would call grandma. Pro-life activist Jean Marshall, 73 and Joan Bell, 74, were just convicted for blocking the entrance to an abortion clinic and now face 11 years in prison. And yeah, I I see the tweet here. It's good to see that the Biden DOJ is removing these hardened criminals from our streets, these hardened criminal grandmas from our streets. And when I heard when they were convicted, they were taken into custody immediately. You know, a lot of these January 6ers who have been uh, convicted of crimes, they come back for sentencing. They were ta- these people were taken into custody, these two grandmas, from what I understand. Now they're going to have to spend the rest of the, they're going to have to spend time in jail until they're sentenced. Could, these people were convicted. They're facing 11 years, these two grandmas, for protesting against murdering babies. They didn't hurt anyone. They blocked an entrance to an abortion clinic. 
you imagine? Yeah, the same evening as Trump's speech, three more pro-life activists involved in the blockade were found guilty and jailed, including two women in their 70s. The activists face a potential maximum sentence of 11 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a fine up to $350,000 that I'm sure a 74-year-old grandma on Social Security can afford. <clears throat> this is according to scumbag Joey Baseman's DOJ. Because they blocked access to an abortion clinic. These Marxists and Stalinists in the administration got a Washington, D.C. jury to convict five pro-life activists who are now facing up to 11 years in prison for a simple acts of protest. You read all about it, you hear all about it, and you talk all about it, Trump said. Under Biden, others are being sentenced to 10, 15, and even 20 years in prison for retribution for their political beliefs, while Antifa and other groups burned down cities like Portland, like Minneapolis. He continued, they went into Seattle. What they did in Seattle was they basically took over a big percentage of the city, which they did, what they called Chaz or whatever it was. They kill people, they loot, they plunder, and they go free. And they get paid, by the way, by some cities like New York City that paid $13 million to Antifa protesters for being wrong, what they said was wrongfully detained during their protest of destroying the city and burning things down. $13 million. The city of New York paid these scumbag terrorists. Yeah, they kill people, they loot, they plunder, and they go free. The political repression is immoral, and it's very, very un-American. And it's very dangerous for them to be playing that game. And again, I'm going to play it again. Here he is. Stand by. Here we go. These Marxists and Stalinists and the administration... Just love hearing them say it. ...got a Washington, D.C. jury to convict five pro-life activists who are now facing up to 11 years in prison for simple acts of protest. You read all about it, you hear all about it, and you talk all about it. Under Biden, others are being sentenced to 10, 15, and even 20 years in prison for retribution for their political beliefs, while Antifa... And other groups burned down cities like Portland, like Minneapolis. They went into Seattle. What they did in Seattle was um, they basically took over a big percentage of the city. Oh, yes. They kill people, they loot, they plunder, and they go free. The political repression is immoral, and it's very, very un-American, and it's very dangerous for them to be playing that game. To reverse these cruel travesties of justice, tonight I'm announcing that the moment I win the election, I will appoint a special task force to rapidly review the cases of every political prisoner who's been unjustly persecuted by... Yes. 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 So you heard it. You heard it there. Again, that's what he wants to do, and he will do it. I know that he will do it. Hit, listen, hit the, uh, hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up, but you're a fed. You're a fed. Hit the thumbs up. I think Ray Epps would even hit the thumbs up, even though he's a fed. Hit it. Embrace it. Love it. Smash it. Subscribe. Follow. Follow on Rumble, please. The Rumble following has been growing. Let's get it growing even more. Please share the link on whatever social medias you have. Text it to a friend. Text it to him. Send the link 
and 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 joke and say, "Oh my God, I can't believe you were mentioned in this video," and get them to click on it, and then they see my handsome face and they say, "I'm going to follow this guy." If you're in a group, if you're in a group of like-minded patriots, share the link to the channel. Tell them go go to 1776live.tv. Go to that website and check out that Rumble channel. You'll like it. Get in the chat with us. Get engaged. Get involved. We have all these great, friendly faces. Well, names. We call them faces. And we all bullshit every morning. You know, we got Hog who's listening to my horrific voice while wrenching underneath vehicles. AP unfiltered, yelling at everybody to hit the follow. We got, we got everybody in here. We got Jonathan Allen telling me to get fucked every morning at the behest of my co-host. Just get in here and have some fun and hit the thumbs up because if you're not hitting the thumbs up, you're a fed. If you're watching on Roku or you're watching Rumble anywhere else where you can't engage in the live chat, well, then you should have your phone out too with the chat enabled so you can type, hey, stupid, I'm here. And introduce yourself because we want to know who you are. Tell them this guy, AP Unfiltered, runs the best show this side of the Mississippi. Oh, and also follow AP Unfiltered's Rumble page. AP Unfiltered on Rumble. Go over there and follow his page. But if you follow his and you don't follow not mine, you're a really shitty fed. So make sure you're following. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up. We're going to end with another video. I thought this was pretty cool. Another deal. This is my, my boy, Ramble Rants who is uh, also putting together a pretty awesome Patriot cigar video. And it was wild because it's President Reagan. President Reagan has returned with a message. It's a President Reagan AI voice talking about things like happening today. And it's pretty wild. We're going to close out with this. I've spent most of my life as a Democrat. I recently have seen fit to follow another course. I believe that the issues confronting us cross party lines. Now, one side in this campaign has been telling us that the issues of the election are climate change and homosexuality. The line has been used, we never had it so good. But in reality, this current administration is not only destroying our future, but our children's future. No nation in history has ever survived the tax burden that reached today's levels. Today, an additional 87,000 armed IRS agents have been trained to come after you. But Hunter Biden has been cleared of millions in tax evasion. We haven't balanced our budget under a single Democrat president. We continue to raise the debt limit for a foreign country called Ukraine. And now our national debt is one of the highest of all the nations of the world. The dollar of 1939 will now purchase 12 cents in its total value. As for the peace that we would preserve, I wonder who among us would like to approach the wife or mother and husband or son has died in Afghanistan or Iraq and ask them if they think this is a peace that should be maintained indefinitely. Do they mean peace? Or do they mean we just want to be left in peace? There can be no real peace while one American is dying someplace in the world for the rest of us. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in this long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said that if we lose this war, and in doing so lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent this happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers not too long ago. 
Two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are? I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is relevant to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and most unique idea in all the history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government, or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite and far distant capital will plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly that we have to choose between a left or a right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or a right. There's only an up or down. Up, man's age-old dream, the ultimate in individual freedom consistent with law and order, or down to the anti-totalitarianism. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. pretty wild another dilly meme team masterpiece yep you ready for some retribution i'm ready for a revenge presidency i'm ready revenge presidency i don't care if they want to shit talk a revenge presidency i want my retribution i want people to be held accountable i want america back i want big dick maga energy in the white house I'm to the hey, listen. The gloves are off. The 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 gloves are off. Donald Trump. Maybe let's maybe maybe Donald Trump Jr. in 2028. At this point, let's fucking do it. I'm done with all this garbage. Oh no, Jobs! You got muted from the Dilly Show. What did you do? I'm gonna send him a message. I'll send Dilly a message. Hey, Jobs dead 97 wants to get unmuted from the Dilly Show. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how he runs his show or how quick he he mutes people. I'm pretty liberal with it. I like the trolls. Obviously, you're not a troll. Job said, "I'm going to vouch for you. I'm going to vouch for you for Brendan Dilly that you are in fact not a troll, and you are a good guy who likes to mow lawns. Whatever you do, Jobs dead. Don't move to California because you will be out of business after they ban all the grass. So don't move to California. All right, everybody. That's it. It's hump day. Enjoy the middle of the week. The week's almost over, which means it's almost Freedom Friday, which means Freedom Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. James and I will be together again. Heard Dilly on a streak yesterday. Dude's a super patriot. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. I got to catch up on his show. Actually, what's today? Oh, today's the 20th. I think tomorrow he does another Patriot Cigar Ed Reed, which I'm looking forward to because he, he knocked it out of the park. And I appreciate all of the members of the Dilly 300 that come over to my show and say hello, the memers. And, oh, listen, I, I talk shit about New Yorkers constantly. I, I, New Yorkers deserve everything they get because of how they vote. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm here, but I don't, I don't vote that way. But, uh, you know, the, the, the liberal scumbags are... Uh, I'm surrounded with them. The real Toria Brooke in the chat. I just got you a text message. If you guys aren't aren't uh, following the real Toria Brooke on Twitter to get like the and Instagram to get the latest moves, 
news moves. The news that moves has that. You should be following her. Laura Ann, have a good day. Tori is great. If you go on her social media, she's always clipping uh, the show. She just told me that she's waiting for this show to upload so she could start clipping it. All right, I'm going to end in a minute, all right? Just hold your horses, Victoria. You're never in here. Well, you're in here live now unless you're a fed bot. Yeah, you need to be because it's awesome. You need to get your ass up in the morning and get in here with us. Nobody above Tap and Z. Yeah, I was, I guess it's more it's more conservative up in that area, I would say. So listen, hit the thumbs up. Oh, you're a fed. Dilly show will be on at 12. I'm sure most of you will be tuning in. He's got a good show over there. And uh, don't forget mypatriotcigars.com. Use promo code MAGA. And uh, yeah, it's hump day. Enjoy it. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, right here, 1776live.tv. And as always, MAGA hat stays on. I'll see you, Patriots, tomorrow.